Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number three of our show. Welcome back and thank you very much for being with us. I'm Bill Shanks uh, broadcasting live from Victory Lane Auto Sales here, 2600 Watson Boulevard in Warner Robins. VictoryLaneAutos.com. VictoryLaneAutos.com. We are talking sports with you. The phone lines are open. We'd love to hear for you, from you on this open phone Friday at 478-646-ESPN, 646-3776. Just saw a nice tweet that Patrick Mahomes and his wife are visiting a lot of the shooting victims in Kansas City uh, that happened the other day, and that's awfully good of him, He, especially some of the kids that are um, recovering. He took them some uh, gifts from the, from the Chiefs, and that's uh, awfully nice of him to do that. One little girl here shot in the leg, and uh, I think she has made her life by having Patrick Mahomes walk in her hospital room. So God bless him for for doing that for sure. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is our number. We are talking sports. We'd love to hear from you as we uh, get ready for the weekend. Braves coming up next Saturday. We'll have the first Braves exhibition game for you. All the Braves games will be on. For the weekend games between now and the beginning of the season. So we will have the Bravos on and we look forward to that. Can't wait for the fifth starters competition and to see what's going to happen down in Northport. The players continue to trickle in for the position players. And of course, all the pitchers and catchers have reported they are there. Hey, don't forget, uh, next Friday we'll be at the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame doing our show. And the Fan Fest is going to be next Friday, uh, next Saturday, rather. And, uh, boy, we got a great group going in for the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame for this year. Brian McCann is, is the headliner. He's going to be uh, – what, what, a, what a great class it's going to be with old, old Heap going in there. I can't wait for that. We've got uh, Paul Johnson – the uh, former head coach at Georgia Southern and at and at uh, Georgia Tech, of course. Sharif Abdurrahim, the former Atlanta Hawk player who also, of course, grew up in East Point and went to Wheeler High School. Chris Carpenter, former Georgia punter and baseball player. He'll be going into the Hall of Fame. Eric Berry from Fairburn, who played at Creekside High School and also was at Tennessee, had a Great career with the Kansas City Chiefs, as a matter of fact. Thomas Davis uh, from Randolph Clay High School, who had a great career not only at Georgia for the Dogs, but also for the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. Claude Felton, the legendary sports information director for the University of Georgia. He will be going in. And Wendy White, a uh, junior tennis player from the state of Georgia who had a great career as well. She's in the Georgia Tennis Hall of Fame, the Southern Tennis Hall of Fame, and now she'll be going in to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. So those uh, Hall of Famers who will be coming in will uh, be at the Fan Fest, and that'll be on Saturday afternoon, and then, of course, the ceremony on Saturday night. So we, we invite you to be part of the, the weekend there at the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame 
and to uh, come to the Fan Fest in particular. It's going to be a great, a great event. And uh, you know, Brian McCann going in, obviously happy for him and happy for Coach Johnson, CPJ. And then, uh, of course, my good friend Claude Felton just couldn't be happier for him as well. So uh, looking forward to seeing Sharif again. I don't know if he'll remember me, but we did a Hawks show back when he played for the Hawks 20 years ago. And uh, looking forward to meeting some of the others as well, including the hard-hitting Thomas Davis, who was a beast. So that, uh, that Fan Fest will be on Saturday afternoon. I believe it's at 1 o'clock, 1 to 2.30, I believe. That's free of charge at the museum your chance to get the autographs of those players and people who are going into the Hall of Fame and also some other Hall of Famers. As soon as we have a list next week of the Hall of Famers who will be coming back, I will pass that along. But we always have a very good group of Hall of Famers who come back and uh, looking forward to that for sure. So don't forget about the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame next weekend, the great ceremonies there at the museum and the city auditorium in Macon. And that on that same day, like I said, we'll have we'll have Braves baseball, and we just cannot wait for Braves baseball. It can uh, knock you here quick enough. I, I again, I, I almost feel apologetic to feel so damn excited about this Braves season, but I I am man. I I just cannot be more excited about what's going to happen this year with the Braves because I I. I just really feel like this is going to be another great season. I mean, I I can't sit here and probably won't between now and opening day say, well, they're going to win the World Series. I mean, I may in a burst of euphoria say, damn, this Braves team's going to win the World Series. But all I can tell you very, very, very confidently is that the Braves have a great roster and <laughs> – for them to look better now than they did at the end of last season when they lost that series to the Phillies gives me great hope that the Braves can be better this year. And they won 104 games last year. So when you have a when you have a, a team that looks like they can be better than what they were a year ago and they were a 104-win team, it's just kind of crazy. But I do. I think the Braves can be better. In 2024, I think Chris Sell can make them a tremendous team. Alex Anthopoulos, I listened to his press conference from yesterday, last night, and Alex continues to say kind of the same thing he said when he was on the show right after the Chris Sell trade, and that is that you know this guy is healthy, and they they say his bullpens have been nasty so far, nasty meaning good, and you know if, if he's healthy, how good could these this guy be? Well, I'll tell you. If if I if you could tell me right now that Chris Sale is going to make let's say twenty eight starts let's back off four or five and let's just say he's going to make twenty eight starts I'll tell you that Chris Sale is going to be in the Cy Young conversation this year that's how much I really think about the possibility of what Chris Sale could do for this Atlanta Braves team and if, and and you know we're talking about the third or fourth starter and that's that's absurd I mean that really is nuts Max Fried healthy check what has max freed been when he's healthy uh one of the best pitchers in the sport right no no doubt about that spencer strider what has spencer strider been the last two years well he's been one of the best pitchers in the sport uh charlie morton the last three years has been one of the most reliable and and durable starters in the sport 
He got hurt late last year, no question about it. But for the most part, hey, he has been a durable pitcher for this Braves team. And then you got the fifth starter spot, and it's just full of great candidates that you're like overwhelmed by the number, quantity, and quality of what's going on there. You know, I, I feel like I shortchanged Ronaldo Lopez the other day, saying that well, it'd be better if he could go to the bullpen. But how good is he going to be if he does? get a starting job. In other words, okay, it's going to be easy for them to say, well, I'm going to send Reynaldo Lopez back to the bullpen because we have Bryce Elder, we have Huascari Noah, but what if Reynaldo Lopez is the best candidate for that fifth starter's job? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, and that shows you how lethal that whole thing could be for this Braves team on this pitching staff. So, I just I haven't been this excited in a long time. And, you know, the other thing, and I'm anxious when I get to spring training to kind of talk to uh, some of these guys, but this bullpen is so stacked with Pierce Johnson and Joe Jimenez coming back. I don't think they bring back either one of those two. They did, and obviously they throw hard, which is a big part of the equation for Alex Anthopoulos. And, man, I, you, you just – Rossella Iglesias may be one of the softer tossers in the bullpen, and that's stupid because he's pretty good and he throws pretty hard. And yet, I mean, look at him—he—he's he, he, compared to Lopez and Mentor and Johnson and and Jimenez. I mean, they throw hard; they all throw hard. So when you think about how good that bullpen could be and how Reynaldo Lopez could either be an elite reliever or a great closer especially if he's able to hold off those other guys and win that fifth stars job that combined with that offense as long as they don't score no eight runs in four games that that's a lot of wins folks it's just a lot of wins and it's going to be just great entertainment on a daily basis i mean that's what baseball season is practically is a daily game and it's it's going to be hard to Hard to combat that. And uh, while they may not win the World Series, we may not know for seven months, uh, we, we're in for a really fun postseason, or rather regular season, which is uh, which is a big part of it. I mean, it, you know, you want to be entertained, you want to be entertained on a regular basis, and I think, uh, I think that's what the Braves are going to have. Georgia Tech today named a new coaching hire. Corey Peoples is going to be the new defensive backs coach at Georgia Tech, according to Brent Key. He has spent the last four seasons as the Georgia State cornerbacks coach, and um, he was the uh, passing defensive passing game coordinator for his final two years uh, at Georgia State. And, you know, we, we talked yesterday at length about the Georgia State coaching situation with Sean Elliott uh, moving to South Carolina, and we said, well, there must be some reason, whether it's financial or something else. Well, then we learned last night, of course, that Sean Elliott's family had stayed in South Carolina and they had basically never moved to Atlanta. Well, I'll tell you, uh, if, if, if you can't move to Atlanta where you're coaching and your family doesn't want to move there, you don't need to be the coach there anyway. So Georgia State may have been given a little bit of a, a blessing in disguise, and I hate to say that because I thought and think Sean Elliott's a pretty good coach, but uh, you got to make a commitment to a program when – they make a commitment to you, and it doesn't sound like he was wanting to do that, really, by uh, him wanting to, to leave and go to South Carolina. It's just so unusual for a coach 
a head coach to make a move in that regard and um, do it after spring practice has started. I mean, that you never hear that. It's just kind of weird. And, you know, not to speculate on what was going on, but obviously if his family still lived in Columbia, that's a good reason for him to continue to want to be with them and move back there. So I guess he was waiting on South Carolina to make him an offer and perhaps make him an offer as close to their salary that they had there as the head coach at Georgia State, which I believe was 800000 and um he got his wish, so he's moving back to South Carolina and walking out on your team during spring practice. That's a very unusual thing to happen. I mean, you just never hear that happen at all for a, a player to go, I mean, or rather a coach to go and just say, I'm I'm gone, I'm leaving. And, uh, you know, the, he asked for the players to make a commitment to you, and it's like, well, you're not making much of a commitment to them, that's for sure. So, you know. Who knows? But Georgia State's got to find a new head coach. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, Georgia now up 9-2 on whoever the heck they're playing. Uh, 9-2, and that's the bottom half of the seventh inning. So the Dogs are in complete control. That's a good first game for the Bulldogs. And I guess the weather has curtailed off and stayed off. UNC Asheville. Thank you, Chris. That's right. UNC Asheville is the opponent there in uh, – in Athens, but a good lead there for the Dogs with a couple of innings left to go. And don't forget now, we'll replay the Georgia baseball broadcast coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. So if you want to, hear a little baseball as you're driving around. The game will be over, but still, who knows? We won't tell you. Well, we won't tell you who's winning. Well, we'll we'll tell you who's winning, but we won't tell you the final score just so you'll listen tonight. But it'll be just good to have – the tones of Jeff Danzler and David Johnston calling the Georgia baseball games. Will it not? Those two guys, I mean, obviously we have Jeff on the show, not rather on the station now with our 12 to 1 o'clock time slot. And Jeff and, and uh, David Johnston are two of my best friends in the business. They're outstanding broadcasters, and they do a great job of having uh, Georgia baseball uh, be something really interactive and something that you can enjoy listening to, whether – whether whether Georgia wins or not, but they hopefully will win a little bit more this year, and they uh, certainly do a great job. They're just great announcers. They really kind of take you back to when Ernie, Pete, and Skip used to be in the in the uh, broadcast booth for the Braves, and they would say, "Hey, uh, Bill Shanks from Waycross, Georgia, visiting today from Waycross, all the way down from Waycross, or something like that." And they do a great job of that kind of communicating with the fans through Twitter and all that stuff. So we look forward to the broadcast tonight with David and JD right here on the Superstations. 478-646-ESPN is our number. If you want to join us on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Just talk a little sports here on a Friday afternoon. We're at Victory Lane Auto Sales here on Watson Boulevard. And we're back with more sports talk right after this.
I think we ought to make that a regular weekly song at the five o'clock hour, Christopher. I think I'm thinking the same thing too. George Jones, the legend. And wherever he is, he's probably drunk. Finally Friday, one of his great songs. I remember being on the air when George died. I'm like, oh man, Possum died. He was crazy. And what better thing to ever happen in the history of the world in order to write a country song than for George Jones to get drunk on his riding lawnmower? I mean, if that's not country music, I don't know what the hell is right there. He couldn't drive a car, so he got on his riding lawnmower to go to the liquor store. That's classic right there. Classic. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is our number. We'd love to talk to you. Love to uh, talk a little ball with you, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball. Georgia up eleven to two. Uh, Slate Alford had a, uh, I think he's the transfer. I'm pretty sure he's one of the transfers. I think he came from Mississippi State, but he is uh, had two home runs today. So dogs up pretty pretty comfortable comfortably now, eleven to two on the UNC. Asheville team and is now in the top of the eighth inning so uh, there you go dogs up comfortably on uh, their first opponent of the year and uh, we'll try to keep an eye on all these scores for you again Mercer starts tonight at six o'clock at Claude Smith Field Ortho Georgia Park so make a nights if you're out and about run all over there and support Craig Gibson's Mercer Bears, <clears throat> excuse me, Mercer Bears. They have uh, had a great program the last couple of years, and uh, hopefully the hopefully the baseball programs this year. I mean, Mercer's really been really good. I mean, they've been they've been really really good, but they uh, Georgia and Georgia need to get better. Danny Hall, who's been at Georgia Tech forever, uh, ever since Jim Morris left to go to Miami, Danny Hall's been there for like thirty years. And uh, Georgia Tech's struggled a little bit. It's been the cause of the pitching. Now they've been down early in their first game of the year this year. So um, we'll see what happens with the Yellow Jackets this year. But Georgia, of course, looking for a better season with their new head coach, Wes Johnson, former pitching coach at LSU. And, um, of course, I have full confidence Mercer is going to be doing well Again, once again, they have just had a, a great program there for the last couple of years with Craig Gibson. Um, at Bill Shanks on Twitter, if you want to join us on the show. Um, I had a tweet here earlier I was going to read. Oh, uh, John on, on Twitter. This is when we were uh, talking earlier about the Falcons of the draft. Uh, John on Twitter said that to trade back and get Amarius Mims. You know, that, that, I mean... First of all, you know, they didn't get Broderick Jones last year, John. They have passed on every Georgia Bulldog, so I, I would be shocked. I would probably fall out if they traded back to get a Georgia offensive lineman. Falcons, uh, and we mentioned this with D. Orlando Ledbetter a little earlier, the Falcons kept their offensive line coach from last year with Dwayne Ledford, who had come uh, a couple of years ago from Louisville to be the offensive line coach, very well-regarded offensive line coach. He obviously mixed very well with – with uh, Raheem Morris, and and Morris decided to keep him. So, um, you know, again, I I just think that means it's probably unlikely for the offensive line 
to change much this year. And, you know, Drew Dahlman was very highly graded offensive lineman. We know there's trouble at the right tackle spot with Caleb McGarry. They did have a couple of guys in there that seemed to progress well um, as kind of backups and guys who were able to get some playing time. They had Matthew Bergeron and Chris Lindstrom, of course, as the two guards. But I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of change in that offensive line unless it is with that right tackle spot. And uh, I'd be shocked if they were in the market for Marius Mims, to be honest with you. I certainly hope Marius Mims goes in the top half of the first round. He is a he's a first-round talent in my book. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That kid, even though he had some injury issues, obviously, that last year in 2023, he's a beast. He is a beast. And somebody's going to get him a 10-year offensive lineman, in my mind. I just think that's a foregone conclusion, to be honest with you. So I'm uh, anxious to see where he'll go, but I'll be shocked if it's with the, with the Falcons. But, you know, while I'd like to have a new right tackle, I'm not banking on it because I I just I don't think that's going to happen. I'd be I'd be really shocked. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is our number. Charles in Macon wants to join in on this conversation. Hello, Charles. Hey, Zach. How y'all doing? Good, sir. I have a dream wish. Uh, is there any way possible to pass like a Chris Jones from uh, Kansas City? <laughs> well, uh, that you want to talk about a beast? My gosh. I mean, you know, they're going with a 3-4, and they've already got Garrett, uh, Gr- Garrett, Grady Jarrett and David Onyemata. Um, would Chris Jones fit in that? I don't know the answer to that. But I know one thing. I don't know why every other 31 teams in the NFL wouldn't want that cat. He He's a, he's an unstoppable force right there. He's crazy good. I, I, I want to uh, say this. Uh, I, I've been watching football, and i played football all my life. The Falcons are in need of a cornerback. They have one good cornerback. They need another cornerback. Yeah. And they need more than one. They need about three or four more good wide receivers so they can rotate them guys in and out. You know, you don't just play the same guys, keep them on the field. You know, a lot of good teams like New England and New Orleans, they had about eight or nine different wide receivers. So I hope the Falcons try, you know, something different. I hope they really do. Well, I, I think you're right about the cornerback situation. And they got Jeff Akuda from Detroit, and he was hurt for part of the year. And I don't know how the new, I don't know how the new uh, regime will grade him or or judge him. He's a free agent, so it may not matter. Um, I, I think they do need to get another cornerback. And you know, um, AJ Terrell's had a pretty good run for the Falcons, but uh, you know, I, I I think that other side has had some leaks i thought akuda was going to be able to really help him out it seemed like he got off to a good start but then it kind of hit a wall there so uh, they've got to decide on that cornerback spot there's no question receivers and you're right about that too charles i mean they look they they got drake london and whatever the heck they're going to call kyle pitts they've got him too but other than that what what do they have i mean Cordell patterson's a free agent they the Previous regime didn't seem to like throwing the ball to him, which never made a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I think they do need to bring in some receivers. I mean, they're, they're probably going to have about $40 million in cap room, and they they got a lot to get. I got one other question for you, then I'm going to hang up. I was asking the guy that answered the phone. He said he really didn't know. What is going on at the Centerplex? Is some in school buses and traffic over there? Is it a uh, basketball tournament, a wrestling tournament? 
you know, I, I went by there myself before I came to Warner Robins. I'm not sure either. Uh, I, there, there were a lot of buses there, so it must be something. Maybe a wrestling deal. But basketball is not until next month, right? So there's still a couple of weeks before the basketball stuff goes on there. I'm going to hang up. All right. Uh, hang up. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it, Charles. Appreciate it. I'll hang up quick. I guess he didn't like my answer about what was going on at the centerplex. He hung up. Um, I, I don't think it's basketball, though, because basketball basketball's still got – I mean, it's mid-February. It's still got some basketball to go, I believe, for high schools. So high school baseball is going on now. It's starting to get going, of course, but uh, especially with the – with the uh, college baseball season starting today, that's that's kind of happening, which is good to have high school. Not a great day today, kind of dreary. Looks like we're living in Montana, but it's uh, it, it'll be baseball season. We've had a lot of baseball days here this week, that's for sure. Uh, J-Rad says it's high school wrestling. There you go. High school wrestling is going on at the uh, centerplex. And there was, there was a ton of people there. So uh, if you're going out to eat tonight and making, you ain't going to get no place to eat, that's for sure. You're going to be in trouble. Um, yeah, the Centerplex does a great job. I mean, you know, we're making is in the center of the state, and to be able to have things at the Centerplex is pretty good to, to have all four corners of the state come to Macon for whether it's wrestling or, or basketball. They do a really good job over there hosting those events. The Georgia High School Association seems to – Seems to enjoy coming to Macon, so that's good. And uh, it's good that they have a central location with a – and they, they got a nice facility. It, I mean, part of it's new, but the other part's kind of ancient. But still, it's they've done a pretty good job of keeping that up. They, they really have. It's not as old as Luther Williams Field, so it's a little bit easy. You know, the Falcons – and we, we said this with D. Orlando Ledbetter a little bit earlier. Or he said it. We were listening. Those coaches that just got in, that whole staff, they're 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 going through every player. I mean, I don't know how long they're taking on. I mean, some some players won't take long to discuss. You know, I mean, Jesse Bates. Okay, who's got to say what about him? Well, nothing. You don't have any, you don't have anything to say bad about Jesse Bates. He was outstanding this year. Um. But like when it comes to that other cornerback spot, they got to find somebody. I mean that 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 is a problem. They do not have another cornerback right now, and uh, you know, do they try to bring Jeff Akuda back? Do they try to get a more established veteran player? Um, and that those are some of the decisions that all of these, all of these other uh, coaches coming in, and you know. <laughs> They they've got to to decide what they think about these, what they think about these players, and uh, you know, I, I don't know the answer to some of these questions either because you, you, everybody had this impression the Falcons defense was so much better than it was a year ago. I don't think that was necessarily true. I think it was a little bit better, but it's like okay. Uh, that's about it for me, a little bit better. But people are like, well, we can't lose Ryan Nielsen. He's a great coach. Well, the, the Falcons had a lot of new players last year to make them better. That's no knock on Nielsen, but they, they had a lot of upgrades at positions like safety with Jesse Bates and 
David Onyemata being right there by Grady Jarrett. That made that defense better. And Grady was out for half the year. But still, it's like there's still some holes that have to be filled by this team in free agency and in perhaps trades like they did with Jeff Fakuda getting him from Detroit. So uh, there just seems to be a lot of places on this roster that still have to be addressed. And, you know, that's not a team that you're going to think could just bounce out of a 7-10 and 10 record and go to the Super Bowl, even with a new coach, which that's hard to really buy anyway, that you can have, have a, um, a, 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 just that kind of quick and, and that kind of, of, uh, of instant bounce from, from um, a new coach. You're going to have talent. And I don't think they have a whole lot of talent. By the way, Rambo, uh, I don't think I like Rambo's tone. So, Eddie from Ackworth uh, tweeted out, uh, at the gym in Ackworth listening to the great JD and DJ and all is right with the world again. Well, I don't think I like Eddie from Ackworth's tone saying that right there. So, he's listening to Jeff and David on the baseball broadcast, but not, not me. And then Rambo chimes in. Someplace Bill Shanks ain't never been before. Well, Rambo, I hate to tell you, I was at the gym this morning. I, of course, I was wearing a Tommy's Bakery and Cafe hat while I was at the gym. But, I mean, I was at the gym this morning at Totem Training in Warner Robins with my personal trainer, Seth Thompson, who's doing a great job of trying to get me in. Well, I don't know if it's shape, but it's some kind of shape. But, um, yeah, so Rambo, take that there, dude. I was at the gym this morning, and maybe you should go get you a personal trainer, Rambo. That'd help you out a lot, I think. But, uh, yeah, totemtraining.fit is the uh, is the website to go to to check out what they have at Totem Training. And there, I tell you what, he he did uh, arms and chest today. And, and if I get held up and make it a night, they're going to kill me because there ain't going to be no raising no hands tonight. I'm in trouble, big trouble. So, uh he, he he put it on me today to try to get me in better shape for sure, and I appreciate that. But, yeah, okay, Rambo, go ahead, make your little comments there. I get it. And I understand Eddie from Ackworth listening to a little baseball. That's fine. We're going to have the game on for you a little bit later on here because we wanted to hear the uh, the big broadcast from Athens. So we're uh, glad to have it on coming up tonight after my show. We're at Victory Lane Auto Sales. Here on Watson Boulevard in Warner Robins, 2600 Watson Boulevard. We're going to take a break, come back. If you want to join in on our show, talk a little sports, we can do that. 478-646-ESPN on this Friday. Back with more right after this.
program. The weekend is here. It's 540. We hope you're off and running for the weekend and ready to relax a little bit. Hopefully it won't rain as much this weekend as it did last weekend, that's for sure. Phone lines are open if you want to jump in with us, 478-646-ESPN. Justin Toscano of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution had a couple of notes from his trip to Northport today, and he had some thoughts from Max Freed, who had some comments today. Of course, the comment that everybody's wondering about is Mr. Freed being in the last year of his contract, that it's going to be a topic that he's not going to be able to ignore. And he reiterated today, I love being here, but at this point right now, I'm really just focusing on getting ready for the season. Max was also asked about the mantra that's been pretty prevalent the last few days, the first few days of spring training in Braves camp, and that is the World Series or bust slogan, mantra, whatever you want to call it, that has been reiterated by several players along the way. Max said, I've heard it the last couple of days, and the same is true for me. We're here to go out there and get to the World Series and go win it. We had a really good year last year, and we made additions to get better. Brian Sicker said, Max is another one that's never satisfied. He's always going to try and add, get better. He's looking for the help part of it and everything. I wouldn't expect anything less from Max. He's one of those guys that, like the great ones, are he is just never satisfied. And, of course, Max Freed's one of my favorite pitchers in Braves history. I love the guy. And I'm praying to God that Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves will sign him to a long-term contract. Max Freed is 62 and 26 in his career, which is an unbelievable winning percentage of 705. You don't get that very often. He has a career ERA of 3.03, and his numbers – are, are are just exceptional. He's just he's an outstanding pitcher who is now thirty years old. He just turned thirtieth on the eighteenth of January, and and I tell you, I wanted Freddie back. I wanted Dansby back, but with all due respect to those two, and I love those two guys, Max is my guy, man. You just gotta have Max Freed back. I I just we talk about lifetime Braves. I want Max Freed back. That's for sure. We're here at Victory Lane Auto Sales here on Watson Boulevard in Warner Robins. We're going to get back to the phones now, 478-646-ESPN. Cannon Macon, killer. How you doing? Listen, it reminds me of the time that that the Ted Turner on it turned the time Warner, and they could never hang on people. And that, that That's what all this time reminds me of. But I hope it's not. I hope it's better, but I've always – Worry about Liberty Media, but I can't understand it, Bill, because they got all that stuff around Truist Field. They got all kinds of ways to make money. They they got the money to do it. They got the money. To well, I, but but they've invested in a lot of players. I mean, we went through the contracts earlier in the show with all these extensions they've had with Olson and Acuna and Ozzy and Riley and Harris and Murphy and Strider. Uh, you know, they, they, they made a lot of investments in people, but you know, Max is a different case killer because Max is 30 years old. Now he has had some injuries in his career. Uh, 
You have to wonder what the Braves feel about his ability to remain healthy as he gets into his early 30s and mid-30s. So I, mean, I think that's it. You know, they, they were willing to, to give Aaron Nola six years and $27 million a year. Will they at least offer Max Freed that same thing? I mean, I would. I would offer Max a seven-year deal for $210 million. I mean, I think he's that important. And I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I just, I'm a huge Max Freed fan. I would give him a seven-year contract for $30 million a year. And, you know, if he, if he doesn't want that, then I, I don't know what you're going to do. But, I mean, I, I just think he is a pitcher who is going to be very good. And, hey, if in those seven years – he he doesn't have one year where he pitches a lot, then I I think he'll bounce back and pitch well when he gets healthy. I mean, I just really believe in him. I give him $350 million. I would. 350 for how many years? Seven. Well, that's a lot of money. It's going to be a mess because look what the Dodgers got. And they're going to they gonna, they gonna have to have him. Well, the, that's where he'll go. He'll go to the Dodgers if if the Braves don't sign him. And that's another reason for me to sign him. And, look, ain't nobody hate the Dodgers worse than Alex Anthopoulos and the rest of those Braves players. They don't want anybody else to go to L.A. So I, I'm just – I'm going to remain hopeful in, until I see it not happen. But, I, I, you know, I just think he's worth it. I really do. I, I just want – them to get some players to stay in Atlanta like Chipper Jones and Henry Aaron did and get them to stay for good and be, a, be Atlanta players. Okay. Well, I mean, Riley's – they did that with Riley, right? They, they, they lock Riley up and, you know, they're going to have Acuna through his 20s at least. He's not going anywhere for the next five years. So, he, he'll be, what, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. He'll be 30 at the end of his contract, almost 31. So, you know, they, they've locked up a lot of players, but it's locking up a pitcher. You know how it is, kill, killer. It's kind of like 30-year-old running back. Some people are going to be leery of that. <laughs> killer, where are you at? I'm trying to talk to him. Huh? Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Oh, you're not talking to me, are you? Killer, are you in a drive-in? Thank you. Killer, are you ordering food? No, I'm at Walmart with my mama. Okay. You called me from Walmart, huh? Well, I, she had to get something here because I had to take it from the nursing home today because she had to get some stuff. Okay. Well, that's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're taking care of your mama. We got to do it, don't we? Yeah. All right, Killer. Have a good weekend. Yes, I don't think Killer was listening to the second half of when I was talking there. Do you? I thought he was ordering some food and you know, like a Big Mac in the in the window. Which that's uh, been done before, you know. I've had people say, "Hold on, Bill. I got to order some food here." So that's fine. I don't care. I mean, I can wait. I can be patient. You know, no big deal. But anyway, um, I mean, I'm I, I'm just a big Max Freed fan. I, I'm not going to apologize. I think that guy, I think, 
when Max Freed is healthy and when Max Freed is healthy for most or the entire season, he's one of the top five pitchers, starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. I really believe that. And therefore, I don't, I don't let that go. There's no way I would let Max Freed go. No, I mean, well, if you let Max Freed go, you can sign Ronald Acuna. No, you know what? I don't believe, I don't believe that crap. Um, John Sherholt said that basically when he traded Marquise Grissom and David Justice. And I, I thought that was kind of BS because after he traded David Justice, he turned around and signed Brian Jordan. I love Brian Jordan, but I mean, you don't, you don't. I, 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 there, there's too much money there, so I, you know I don't. I don't really want to hear that crap. I just think there's enough money there for Max to stay, and especially since Charlie's going to be leaving, and since one of those pitchers can be replaced with a cheaper option next year with AJ Smith, AJ Smith Shaver, or Hurston Waldrop. Brandon and Kathleen is with us. Hello. I thought Keller was in trouble there for a minute there. Sounded like he was getting yelled at. Well, I thought he was too. I mean, they'll yell at you at Walmart if you don't do what you're supposed to do in the line there. Yeah, well, I don't I don't want to burst your bubble, but I'm not too uh, optimistic about signing Max Free because it just seems like it's following the same course that uh, Freeman and Ansley followed. And just from – what I have seen and the, the evidence so far, it seems like whoever Alex wants, he locks them up quickly. And just that's why I just, it just doesn't, I don't feel optimistic about free because uh, I feel like if he wanted them, he would have locked them up by now. Well, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, I am going to try to remain hopeful because I think that Alex Anthopoulos does have a, a clear indication of the importance of a pitcher of that caliber. I just don't know if he wants to pay him what Max may be wanting. And Max may be wanting Garrett Cole money. Um, I don't know if he's going to do that or not. I mean, is, 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 is the Aaron Nola offer – Six years, $27 million a year, good enough for Max Freed? I, I don't know. But I don't even know if because of the injuries that Max has had that Alex would be comfortable offering a six-year deal. Now, I would again. But I, and I, but I understand what you're saying, and I, I'm, I'm trying to hold out hope. But you're right. I mean, this is following the same course of the other two. But, damn, Brandon, we can't have Max pitch for the Dodgers, can we? Well, we can't, but – while the Dodgers keep doing what they do and just keep, what, loading the bulk of the money on these contracts on the back end, I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Well, me neither. No, if he leaves Atlanta, he's going to the Dodgers. It's, I mean, we said that when Freddie was facing free agency. We said, okay, if Freddie leaves, he's going to be wearing the blue. There's no question about it. And you know that the Dodgers already have Max – circled on their list for next year hell i would wouldn't you yeah ain't he from over there too he's from california ain't he yeah he's from la grew up a dodger fan so i mean that's the problem well there you go might as well kiss him goodbye now yeah that ain't good i don't want to 
But I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's just uh, sucks to think about losing that guy to the Dodgers. Shane in Macon is last in this hour. Hello, Shane. Hey, Bill. How are you today? I'm well. Good. Well, hey, just quickly, you, you mentioned tech baseball earlier uh, and the, the pitching struggles. Yeah, it, it continues. Uh, in the first inning, our starting pitcher, this is our Friday guy apparently, 40 pitches, walked three, hit, and hit one. Jeez. <laughs> gave up two hits, and so we gave up six runs. And it's, it's similar you to the Falcons. Six runs before. in the first inning? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And he was already on the bench after the first inning. But it's similar to the Falcon oh. situation where Rich McKay is a common thread and all these bad decisions. I mean, I hate to say, Danny Hall, he has had multiple pitching coaches, and it's always the same result. He's doing the talent evaluation, and it's not good. Well, I've always compared Danny to Andy Landers, the former head coach for the women's team at Georgia. I mean, Andy had great seasons, but he never could get over the hump, and I think that's what Danny Hall has been. But, you know, Danny's getting a lot of heat from Tech fans. I mean, he may be on the hot seat this year, right? Because there are a lot of people who are kind of tired of this crap. Yeah, I, I think he should be. I think he should have been for years. I was kind of like you with Rick. I mean, I started worrying about him about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, and I heard about some of his recruiting stuff, you know, seeing a guy have a really good game at, at the perfect game complex so he'd offer the guy on the spot, and the guy would fizzle out. I mean, you can't do that. You have to, do, you have, to have a longer-term evaluation of talent before you start offering – early to these guys there's a lot of baseball talent out there now so oh yeah there's so much in this state again it's like basketball you can't there's just no excuse for georgia and georgia tech to not have better baseball programs it's stupid to me and and that's a shame but you know pitching is is, uh, this era so those tech pitchers last year were awful and it's a shame they haven't seemed to figure it out for sure hey shane thank you have a good weekend thanks bill you too thanks for taking my call all right yes sir take care uh dino on twitter 35 million plus is probably going to be the asking price top left-handed starter in baseball or maybe the second it's going to cost and and you know if i had to go above 30 i would i'm telling you of course it's not my money so why do i care but heck of mighty you're right he may be one of the top left-handed starters in baseball how do you let that walk away you you better lock him up and again the threat of well he's going to go the dodgers that ought to be threat enough didn't say Freddie, but that was his fault and the agent's fault. But, you know, Max did grow up a Dodger fan. He told me that in the first interview I had with him at spring training in like 14, 15, whatever it was. And it was kind of disgusting to hear. But, hey, if Braves don't pay him, he knows the Dodgers will. We're at Victory Lane Auto Sales on Watson Boulevard and Warner Robins. And you're listening to The Bill Shanks Show.